Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. I am glad to have you here with us today, tonight, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening. And with me this evening, I have my friend, Daryl Perry. Daryl, how are you doing tonight? Gourmet, I'm doing well, man. Well, that is good to hear, man. I'm glad that we're, you know, you are a very prolific podcast host yourself, so... I, I enjoy getting to turn the tables on people, so this should be a, a good time tonight talking about, you know, your story and getting to hear some of your thoughts on a, on a wide variety of things, I'm sure. But we're going to get started with that, that first question, which, as always, is, Daryl, tell us, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? What qualifies me uh, to be on the Fat Guy Forum is that for over half of my life, I was a kind of habitual dieter always, always dieting. Uh, food was how I coped with things, uh, happy, sad, whatever, whatever the emotion was. Um, eating's kind of like what I used to, to deal with it. Uh, going all the way back, um, and, and for you guys that don't know me, uh, I was born three months premature with cerebral palsy. And basically that just means there was a lack of oxygen at birth. Now, what's really kind of put everything into perspective for me, like big picture with life is that I was to have a brother that literally had the same exact, um, certain was in the same circumstance. I was, he was born a year before me and he passed away after three days. So the fact that I'm here is fantastic. However, when you grow up with a very noticeable, uh, physical disability, you are very self-conscious. You are very isolated, probably more so than most kids, even though I think all kids kind of go through that. So for me, from about the age of probably seven on, I just food was food was what I used to to, you know, like I, I just I found comfort in food. And um, you know, I, I would always be watching TV, I'd be playing video games, I would just be, you know, doing whatever and in food, whether it was cinnamon rolls or whether it was pop tarts whether it was pizza uh was always just kind of something that that was around and i never really paid too much attention um until like i, I was in i was in third grade and gourmet you like it, it's crazy to me now that they even would do this but like they would like weigh us like at school and they the way they had this set up at my elementary school was that we would we'd get on the scale and then there was like a nurse at the scale and she would, you know, see what the number is and she would yell back to somebody else. And I remember in third grade, I weighed 80 pounds, which was apparently like all these other kids are 50 and 60 pounds at that. But just the the collective gasp of everyone that was in earshot and like, I mean, I was, you know, I, I didn't think that I was that big of a of a kid up until that point, but I heard that. And then from that point forward, I was always kind of like, well, okay, well, maybe this is this is something else that I deal with. Um, but like, so for me, I then was kind of aware of my weight. I didn't really do my first diet. I, I wasn't trying to really lose weight until right before my 15th birthday. Um, now before this, I actually, because I spent most of my childhood in physical therapy and seeing orthopedics and different doctors, I, I fortunately had a doctor that was very kind of progressive with how he would do treatments. And one thing that he wanted me to do is he looked at me and looked at at kind of just my overall size. And he's like, you know what? I, I think we're going to put you 
on an exercise routine. Like you're going to work with some machines, you're going to do some strength training. And I really, I, I kind of, I took to it. So even before I started trying to lose weight as a teenager, you know, I, I was, I, I was really starting to get interested in exercise. Now, um, you know, when I was in high school, I ended up over the course of between when I was, when I just turned 15 to when I graduated, like I, I, I lost however much weight. I mean, it was like 40 or 50 pounds. And then, but from that point, I started really getting into like, I was into health and fitness and this was the late nineties. So this was really before a lot of the internet stuff was out. So I would be reading the, the muscle magazines and the men's health magazines and men's fitness and all that. So then I kind of started dealing with kind of the, the comparison trap stuff of, you know, before social media, we looked at the magazine covers and, you know, we wanted to, to have the washboard abs, we wanted to have the arms and we wanted to have the shoulders and all that. So that started an interesting thing for me of, okay, well now I need to bulk up. Then I would bulk up and then I would look in the mirror and I'd say, well, I'm not, you know, now I need to slim down. So like this, this is something that just went um, really from the time I was, I was in my, as a teenager up until my very early thirties. And then I just, I got to a point where I was just like, you know what, I, I don't want to diet anymore. And I, I went back to just starting to exercise. Um, I started eating, I, I took kind of my, my history of, of dieting, which the last actual diet I was on was paleo. Um, and I really started eating the stuff that I liked on paleo, but I started eating some other stuff too. And I, and I just, I kind of started doing my own thing. And um, I mean, from a fitness perspective, like from a weight loss perspective, like my weight goes up and down, but I, I think what I'm probably known for most in our community is I'm the person that kind of likes, like, I want people to find what works for them or build the plan that works for them and really never have to diet again. And the reason I, I want that is because I just, you see people that have been dieting most of their life and it, it takes up so much mental, like just so much mental energy that it takes away from, from everything else, including their happiness. And I just like, that's, that's kind of my whole thing, man. Oh, and, and I, I, I want to kind of dive into a little bit of your story, but I, I also want to highlight, like, I just honestly, like, I really think like that is something that I've, I've been talking with a lot of people lately about, like when you see people desperate to find, you know, find the next diet, you know, find the diet that's going to work for them. And find, you know, what plan should they try and what books should they get? And you really, when you come back at them and you say, well, what are the things that actually work for you? Like, what are the things that sound good, you know, like that you could sustain? Like, obviously, you know, if, if you were to ask me what sounds good to me to eat, I would say, you know, pizza in the morning and, and Big Macs right after that, you know, before I have a cup of coffee. But actually talking to someone about like, what can they actually live with and, and thrive on? Like, I think it's a very different discussion than pick up X, Y, and Z plan. Like, I think people are more looking, looking for someone to tell them what to do instead of someone encouraging them to actually figure out, you know, what, what they can, how they actually can live their lives. So like, I think that's just a really interesting idea, man. Like, and I know that is definitely something that you're, you're known for. We're going to obviously get into how this all developed for you, like where, where it has gone kind of professionally for you. Yeah. But yeah. I, I know that's also, that's also a big part of that you know, that for you as well. But let, let, before we jump that, that into that area, like I, in terms of just talking about like how things evolve for you, like going from that pattern, you know, of almost chronic dieting to now kind of saying like I, in your notes to me, you said, you know, you get off the diet train, like how, 
how did you set your mindset in terms of your approach towards food? Like, how were you able to make that mental shift? I I really wish that I like I wish there was a moment where I could say that it had happened, but I I remember. I remember well. I do remember buying the the first time that I went to a um, a kind of a, a trendier uh, grocery store, not one of the major ones, but one of the ones we had locally here. And I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll get these grass fed steaks and steaks that I would normally um, pay probably like thirty bucks for were over a hundred and. I looked at that. I looked at the other stuff in my cart and then I, I got my, um, and, and then I'm like, I'm, and this was when I was like, again, like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, you know, I want to eat well, but I'm not sure. Cause at this point I, I had, I mean, with paleo, like I was, I was very familiar with, with uh, everything Mark Sisson had put out and everything that, that he had kind of recommended. And then I would listen to other podcasts and I, I would read other blogs. And I would listen to podcasts. And like I was for, for those of you that are kind of with just come to the weight loss stuff in the last two to three years, uh, you know, keto's very, very popular right now. And paleo is still popular, but like paleo is basically paleo used to be what keto is now, as far as how popular and so like i mean i just i think i got i got tired of of not just spending the money but like you know the pressure when you're trying to follow a diet and you eat something that is is not on that plan and you have like this anxiousness and then i i wasn't really on social media at the time but i totally could could with the with the thought process i would have been in then i could totally see me writing out the apology tour post uh, because you know, I decided to to have a sweet potato uh, when you know that w- may not be necessarily what my ancestors ate, or I decided that I was going to have the eighty five percent dark chocolate, or if I just decided I was going to have pizza, like regular straight up pizza. So, like, I think I just got to a point where I just asked myself, "What am I doing?" And then I stopped dieting, and then I just remember we were going on vacation. Uh, that w- would have been the summer of 2013, and like I, I got on the scale before we we went uh, on vacation, and I saw the number, and it was it was actually pretty low. And then I, I was talking to my wife, I'm like, you know, I haven't really been dieting. I was like, I, I guess this is just kind of where I'm at now. And then um, I remember going on that vacation because that was an Alaskan cruise, so kind of like a once in a lifetime trip for us, which was pretty cool. Um, ate my weight and pretty much everything, and then when I came back, I got on the scale again and saw that I had gained nine pounds. And then I, I got on the scale um, three or four days later and had lost all the weight. And I'm like, you know what? The weight, I think then it's kind of like when the whole weight thing started to click that, you know what? That scale is going to do what it wants. And I just, I, I was tired of my entire life kind of like, again, having so much mental space and so much of my daily thought process and energy around what I was eating and how I was exercising. And I think I was just done. And that's kind of, I mean, I, I still, I, I, I exercise regularly. I eat the stuff that I want to eat. I eat a lot of produce, I eat a lot of protein and I drink a lot of water. Um, but I, I eat the other stuff too. And I just like, I try, I say no guilt. And anytime that those kind of old thoughts creep in, I squash them pretty fast. And I mean, it's just, it's worked for me and, and I enjoy it. And that's, that's what I hope others find. It really is. 
And that's, you know, one of the questions, like, let's, before we jump into advice time, um, because I feel like I could, I could go right there and and talk to you as, you know, as, as an educator, but how then, you know, did your journey evolve from there? You know, once you kind of came to that place personally, like what then started happening, you know, that was kind of like the ripple effects of it all. So here's, here's what I love about this, Gormy. You're, you're not going to me as advice guy. Like you're wanting to talk about the actual story, and I appreciate this because I'm I'm happy to do both. But I I love the fact that we're hanging out in the in the um, in, in like kind of my background and my story, like for as long as we are now. Um, well, that's I mean, well, then, and, and not not to yeah. cut you off, like like that. Honestly, yeah. was something I thought about, like when I was I was getting ready to to talk to you. Like I was like, I I think there's. There's a propensity, you know, especially knowing when you've got someone that kind of exists, you know, like not to not to spoil it for anyone, but, you know, Daryl exists kind of in that that coaching sphere and, you know, in a very, you know, in in some very specific ways that we'll talk about. But I I think especially right now with what everyone's dealing with, you know, we are recording during, you know, the majority of the quarantine time, you know, in the country. So I think there's that that anxious propensity to say. Let's immediately talk about tips and tricks and, you know, strategy. But I'm like, no, that's not, you know, I'm not having Daryl. I'm not, I'm not having the proprietor of your level fitness on the podcast. You know, I'm having Daryl Perry on and we're going to talk about all of it. So like, yeah. I, I did want to, I yeah. did want to make a conscious effort to stay in your story. Cause I think for everyone, regardless of what they're doing, you know, and how it's affecting them professionally, like whether they've become a bodybuilder or they're someone who's coaching or they're working as, you know, a counselor, like. There's there's parts of your story that I, I think shaped that journey that brought you to where you're at that I think are really important. Yeah. So so um, after after that, so that would have been that trip would have been back in 2013. Um, from there, it it really was. I I would be working out at home. Um, you know, usually five or six days a week. I was doing some beach body stuff then. Um, Loved the P90X workouts mainly because I, I am one of the few people I think that actually likes Tony Horton's jokes. But like I was doing those workouts and I was just like, I mean, I would I would take my cooler to lunch with me. I would have uh, a couple large Pyrex containers with me that would have one, uh, you know, one half to one full size serving of starch, double vegetables and double protein. And then I would have like some chocolate as a snack. Maybe I would put some fruit in there as well. I mean, it, it kind of, you know, and I would kind of go back and forth on uh, whether or not I wanted to track food in my fitness pal. And, and I still, and like, that's one thing I, I'm still pretty open about. Like right now, currently I'm tracking food. And the reason I'm doing it now is because I always told myself how much I hated the number. And, you know, and, and I can, I can sit here with you and tell you why obsessing over the, the the numbers on calorie counting and macro counting really aren't worth getting down to the absolute number. Um, but, you know, part of that, I'm like, you know, it's, it's me calling me on my, on my own stuff, which is, you know, yeah, I have this history where I used to write down, I used to do my food logs in a notebook and I just, I have notebooks full of me just writing down Calories, fat, saturated fat, because that was a big thing back then. You used to track that too. Carbs, sugar, fiber, and protein. And then I would total it up at the end of each day and I had my range that I wanted to stay within. But um, at some point, I would just get really, really obsessive with it. 
but you know, the reason I'm doing it now is just to basically say, you know what, I can track this stuff. I'm not going to obsess over the number, even if every once in a while, if I put something in on my head, I'm like, oh, see, here we go again. You just kind of squash that as, as much as you can. But, but really, I mean, like, I think what happened is my ups and downs in my own head, like my effort was always there. Like I, I'm comfortable in telling you that I've worked out probably at least four days a week on average for 20 years. So like the workouts have been there, uh, the food and, and like, I mean, I probably would get at least a handful of produce, fruits or vegetables a day, probably for the last decade or so, regardless of what diet I was following. And I think just what happened gradually is that I just, the more I got away from it, the less I really wanted to go into diet mode. And, you know, that's, that's one thing is if you've been a lifelong dieter or spent any number of time, you know, any number of years doing this, it's very comfortable. I mean, you know what the feeling's like to start again on Monday. You know, you know what it's like when you realize on Saturday afternoon that you, you know, you, maybe you went out for a big breakfast and you decided to get a burger for lunch and then you're looking at it and you're kind of like, well, screw this. I'll start on Monday. So what are you going to do for the next day and a half? I'm going to eat however much that I, I, I want, as much of it as I want. And, you know, I'll, I'll sit there and have the, uh, the conversation with myself where I'm looking up at the ceiling and, and discuss and, you know, just start again on Monday and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. And, and I mean, that was basically my 20s. So everything up through college, I mean, I, I was pretty active. I was pretty fit. Uh, and working at a gym, you know, exercise was kind of a normal thing and eating what, well, eating clean was kind of a normal thing. And then, um, I took a job in sales and this was more or less high pressure sales. Um, it was, uh, in person, face to face, you know, setting appointments and, and usually four to six calls a day. And, and I ended up getting into this habit where to kind of deal with the, uh, at first it was the really bad calls, like things that didn't go the way that we, we would want them to go. Uh, I then would stop off and, and eat after every, uh, after every call, whether it was hitting a drive through or grabbing something at a gas station or whatever. And then it just got into the, the habit. Uh, I just got into the habit of eating really after most calls. Um, so like I was, I was eating meals out again, probably four or five a day. Uh, and it just, it became normal. And that was, it was again, uh, just kind of a coping mechanism that I had. And it just really that that was dealing with that and kind of going up and down with weight, even though I was still exercising most of the time, like that was my 20s. And, you know, thinking back to that, when we're talking about this stuff where I finally stopped dieting, I just I was like, you know what, I, I kind of accidentally wasn't really focused on weight loss for a while. And then, you know, when I would think back to it, I, I just wanted nothing to do with any of that. And calorie counting was a huge part of it because um, that was always what I what I did when I would try to lose weight and when I would try to start something on a Monday or whatever. Is I, calorie counting was part of it. Having that last that last hurrah, you know, if you wake up, if you're sitting there in the middle of a on a Saturday afternoon and you've already eaten some things that maybe you're not happy about, well, let's just go ahead and. And, and scrap this weekend, we'll start on Monday. And, and then you have that whole thing where you follow through on scrapping 
the rest of the weekend and then you have the 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 guilt and the and beating yourself up and like I shouldn't have been eating this why am I eating this way why can't I just get my stuff together and all that so I I just I when I look at all the stuff that I that I used to really like what what dieting and weight loss was for me like I just I didn't want any part of it and gradually, once I started seeing that, I mean, because this stuff doesn't change. And, and Gormy, you, you've been around the diets for, uh, you know, you, you can look at the stuff back from like the 80s and, and into the 90s. And, and none of it really changes from then until now. It's just the, the, the ways that, that the messages are delivered to us are a little bit more sophisticated. And I just, you see people that are, you know, that, that are in their, in their twenties and thirties that have been doing this stuff for over half their life. And, and that just, for me, it was like, okay, I never want to do that again. And then as I started meeting other people, I'm like, I don't want them to do it anymore. So that, that kind of started to lead me uh, down another path. And, and um, that's probably what we'll be getting into next when we start talking about the, the personal training and the coaching as well. Yeah, and and I, I have one I have one more question that I think is important in in what you're talking about before we do get into that area. Like, so Daryl, one of the, one of the things you talked about was that one of your challenges with food was like turning to food for comfort and turning to food, you know, to handle emotions, and that was even obviously evident, you know, when you were talking about you know your sales your sales job after college, like that that place clearly had some emotional driven reactions with food, and and then even kind of tied into your diet roller coaster. Do you think it was this this shift you made that helped you know kind of repair that behavior for you like the actual kind of like i mean i i think for one for every person you know there there's going to be comfort in food no matter what you know i i think for the rest of their lives on some level but do you think like using it as something that was actually kind of being injurious to you was something that changed when you were able to make that shift um i i think i i think what i ended up thinking was okay I still like, I still like food. I still like food both when I'm out with friends and family and celebrating. And you know, there's times when I'm just chilling out at home that I, I still like ice cream and I still like, you know, Taco Bell and all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, the thing that I really wanted to get rid of was feeling bad about it was the guilt. And I, I did kind of stumble across this whole thing where I just, for one point in my adult life, I hadn't been dieting and I was just doing the things as far as exercising and started to, you know, I was making more meals at home because eventually uh, once I got out of that initial habit of eating after every single call and I actually, I mean, I switched jobs too. I, I was in another, uh, I was working for an e-commerce company at that time. So I was doing some sales, but it was all inside. Um, but we had a really nice kitchen there. We had, um, you know, the, there was plenty of, of space to go out and, and take walks when the weather was nice. And, and we even had like a boot camp instructor that would come in a couple times a week. So like the culture was just different. And I think I, I just, when I was there and it might've been because I was going through this, trying to figure out how to do this new job and, and, and get adjusted to this new environment that dieting just was not, it, it just wasn't at the front of my mind. And I just started, you know, doing the things that, that I, I knew to do. And it just kind of like, it fell into place. And then when I started to think about it, like, I was like, yeah, this, this, this makes sense. And this actually kind of works. And then I kind of had to work backwards as to like, you know, what actually led to this. But yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think having those experiences 
and then having this this situation where like I no longer wanted to participate in that, I think it absolutely led me to this this whole way of thinking about it. That's awesome to hear, man. And like you, you started to say, like you not only saw that you didn't want yourself to be participating, you know, on that get, stay on that roller coaster for the rest of your life, you know, you started to see it, you know, manifesting in other people around you, and and realized that that was something you wanted to help them with. So how did that really evolve for you? So this, this, this stuff. I, I mean, really, if you look at, if you look at the last six or seven years of my life, like it's, it's all like, it's all fallen into, to perfect harmony. So like when I was in that job that had the much better culture and we had the boot camp instructor and one thing that I had never done, I, the nineties were a little bit different when it came to, um, health and fitness. So like you could work at a gym and you really, like we had certified personal trainers there, but like you could, if you were a staff member, I mean, like you could get away with training people. So, I mean, I trained people in college, but I had never really gotten the certification and it was something that I always kind of wanted to do. I was at this job and once things started to calm down a little bit and I was reading, um, I was reading some, some personal development, self-help stuff. And then it was like, go back to something that you, um, you know, that maybe you wanted in life that you never achieved. I'm like, you know what? I never really got that personal training certification. So at this point, and I mean, this was, this was like probably when I was, you know, I, I was either at the tail end of everything with paleo or I was just like, uh, I was, had just finished it up. I was like, well, yeah, I'll get a training certification. So I, I did that. And then I had no idea on about like what I was going to do with it. So I pretty much um, I pretty much sat on it for a while and then, um, you know, it, it eventually like that place I was working at was five minutes away from United Cerebral Palsy. So at first that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do adaptive exercise programs for adults that had disabilities because one thing that like, if you're in that community, when you're, um, when you're, when you're a child, when you're a minor, when you're under the age of 18, you have all kinds of resources. You're, as I mentioned, like I was in and out of orthopedics office. I was seeing physical therapists growing up. But like once you turn 18, you're kind of left to fend for yourself. So I kind of looked at this as, look, I'm somebody that exercises regularly. Um, I'm going to be able to walk into this facility. And like while, you know, the thing with CP, since it's caused by lack of oxygen and, and brain damage, like it, you could literally be like if, if – if there's a sliding scale, I mean, everybody's case is going to be a little bit different. So, you know, but I would walk in there and there would be some kind of commonality. So I ended up um, doing that class, leaving a class there while I was working that other job. I would take my lunch break on Fridays and I would hustle down there and, and teach. Um, I had like an, I had an hour long lunch break. So our, our workouts were typically like 30, 35 minutes. And then I would rush back to the, to the job. And I, I did that. And then Eventually, I started looking at, you know, just just kind of like where where the fitness industry was, and I didn't want to go back and work at a gym, um, and and there was no way that I could have done that part time, even if I wanted to. I just didn't have the the time to do it. So I started to kind of look at what some other options were, and the boot camps, because I mean, we had uh, we had the instructor that would come into our facility. I was like, well, maybe I'll start doing boot camps again. So, or start leading boot camps. So I had been doing this adaptive thing for about a year and I ended up, um, 
getting some equipment. And then I was, I was looking for, I, I needed a name for my business. And I, I, this was, I was stuck on this for, I feel like it may not have been that long. It might've only been like a month or so, but like between my, so my wife and I were like, we're, we're looking at this cause I'm looking for dot coms like websites that, that, you know, kind of sort of make sense. So it was going to either be your level fitness or it was going to be um, junk in the trunk, which my wife came up with and she thought that was hilarious <laughs> because I was going to be taking exercise equipment, putting it in the trunk of my car and going to people's houses, which um, I'm, I'm kind of in retrospect, I'm glad that that didn't happen because like, could you see that sliding into your DMs on Instagram? Like you'd be blocked by, by everybody. But, but yeah, so like, so anyway, so like, that started and i mean i just i i did some um i did some boot camps like at a at a the church i was going to at the time and we had a walk run group there so i was getting people ready from couch to 5k and what i started to do when i was doing program design and this is really kind of the same way i look at fitness and nutrition is like um you know i i just kind of look at what the commonalities are and then i kind of look for the workarounds so uh, couch to 5k is, is, I mean, you know, a lot of your listeners may know is like a very structured program. Like, you know, week one, you do this two you do this. And this is how it, it's very linear. And for me, I, I was, I was like, okay, well maybe there's a different way that we could do this. And so basically, I mean, my, my way as a running coach, and you can do this for 5k's and 10k's is I basically will have somebody go out and we'll do the distance the first time out and we'll time it. And so basically you see how long it takes you to do the 5k and, and 10k or whatever. And then you're just, you, you've already gotten over the mental block of actually completing the distance. So now you're just working on your time. So, I mean, that was enough, like, that was, it, it's funny. So I did, I did the adaptive class for a little bit over a year. I did the boot camps for about like, you know, that was for, that was, that was probably for about nine months, nine to 12 months. Um, and then I was doing that, this, you know, walk run coach kind of in, in, uh, in unison with that. And then around 2015, I just, um, I, I was thinking that, you know what I, I, and I had no basis for doing this. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go. And I was tired of working in sales. I wanted to work in marketing. Um, we didn't really have any marketing openings at the position I was work at the company I was working in. So after kind of going back and forth with them for a little bit, I was like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> so I hustled for about a year. Um, really like I, I was trying to build a marketing portfolio and a business at the same time. And I mean, it's, you know, it, it was kind of that whole thing of like, I'm going to be the entrepreneur, this, that, and the other. And completely just, it did not like, it, it was, it was apparent to me after a couple uh, probably after about six weeks that I was going to have to go out and find a job. So I started looking for jobs and I had this very limited portfolio. Um, finally landed a job with an agency and I was still, I was able to do work for them and continue to do your level fitness. And while I was working there, I, I just noticed some things really starting to change within the fitness industry. A lot more people were were on Instagram. And at that point, like early on in my account, my, my fitness account on, uh, on social media was like the quotes and just your typical motivational stuff. And, and like, but after a while I just started to, uh, when they introduced stories, like I would watch Instagram stories and like people were having the same, 
like they they were having the same you know uh, discussions with themselves and discussions with anybody that's watching, just tearing themselves up and beating themselves up over food choices. And I'm like, and I'm just like, I started like, and some of these again, like kids, kids that are like 22, 23. And they're saying the same narrative that, you know, I was saying when I was their age and much older. And I was just like, you know what? I don't, I, the fitness industry is very noisy anyway. Like there's, there's a lot of look at me. There's a lot of people trying to to inspire and, and build a name for themselves and all this other stuff. And I was just like, you know what, what if we, what if we look at what the, the root of the problem is and what if we try to do something different? So like for me, instead of focusing on white knuckling it and you need to do this and you need to push harder and you need to, to stay within the lines and all this, why don't we, why don't we just make this as straightforward and as simple as we possibly can? Like, let's have a central message just straightforward stuff that you just repeat constantly. Because what I noticed when I first started posting stuff like this is that people would comment and they'd say, thank you. I needed to hear this. And then I would come back and post something similar. And uh, a couple days later, and like the same people would say, I needed to hear this. So I'm like, well, okay, clearly because of the amount of messaging that, that everybody's getting hit with on, you know, constantly, like, there's there's a place to like reinforce this stuff like you really need to like, like you know you, you instead of just telling people what to do you need to like think like them think like somebody that is trying to lose weight and is just frustrated by the whole thing and just wants to be done so you know i i started doing a lot more on instagram like that i started doing like the videos and i would do um, this was back before we had IGTV and before people were, I, I think it might have even been before lives, but like you would do, I would do kind of like vlogs on Instagram and I would do those 60 second clips and I would string like eight or 10 of them together. Um, and I just started like, I, I was living in the comments and I was living in the DMs and basically the conversations that I had with people were, uh, shaping what I was doing with social media. And then, you know, as I, as I had my training certification, uh, it came time for me to, to do my continual education stuff. And I remember in 2015, um, I got a, I wanted to go in the nutrition route. Cause again, I thought I, I, I wasn't somebody that really wanted to do sports specific. I'm not an athlete. Uh, I'm basically your uh, regular guy that happens to have a disability, but really happens to be super, super stoked about health and fitness and seeing people, you know, finally get, get done with this stuff. Um, so I started really looking at nutrition and then I'd been familiar with precision nutrition because like when I was reading all the, the paleo blogs and the Mark's daily apple and the, um, um, oh my gosh, what was the, the, um, oh my gosh, Abel James is the guy's name. And I can't think of what his, uh, what his blog and podcast were called at the time. And Ben Greenfield was another one. And like, but like I came across precision nutrition and then I got a certification through them and I started working with people one-on-one, uh, just kind of talking about this habit-based stuff. And then they started offering, um, habit-based software. So I, I paid for the license for that. And what really changed with that was the first time I opened that up because I, I like anything that I work with people on, I like to go through myself first. 
So I was going through this program and for each lesson, you could actually click on a SoundCloud link. So like, this was great. I could go and, and I could do a morning workout or I could like, you know, get things ready to start our day and I could be listening to this passively. And then I was like, you know, I, I was really, really excited about it. And like, I, I was like, that's great. Like if people can listen to this stuff on their own time, then it just really, you know, it, it, it makes it, it, it's different. Like you don't have to read a plan. You don't have to read a program and, and stick to it and like really absorb and consume all this written information. And then I started to think about, um, you know, I came across the anchor app for podcasting and I sat on, like I downloaded it for probably, I started my podcast in January of 2018. I probably sat on that app for a good at least six months. And it was it was kind of the whole thing because, um, you know, if, if you tell yourself you're not going to be good enough to do something on, like, I can't stick to a diet. This isn't me. This isn't me. You, you tend to do that in other areas of life. So like I was like that with podcasting. I had my my whole thing when I first left my my job and was going to do content creation was I was going to be a blogger, which I just got into my head with, or with that. And it just didn't, didn't turn into to much of anything. Uh, so I started to do this with the podcast, but then like, I was like, okay, I want to do a show where I just basically come on and give people a fitness, like just a tip. Like, and at the time I, I didn't want to do interviews. I didn't want to do anything else. Like I just wanted to give like a short, quick fitness tip and move on. And cause I had heard um, a podcast that Ben Greenfield did. It was like the get fit guy and he would come on once a week or twice a week and it would be like 10 minutes or less. And I just, I liked the way that he was delivering it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do that. So I did one episode and then it just kind of sat in like it just, and then I just sat in my head for about six weeks. And then I just was like, okay, I'm going to do one episode per day for 30 days and we'll see what happens. And these were like, you know, two, three minutes long. They weren't long, but I just got into the rhythm of, of doing podcasting. And what happened was as I started taking this message that, that I had kind of synthesized down from my own personal experience and from what I saw other people were going through. And I'm like, we're just going to talk about this because then I started getting messages that spring. Like people were just messaging me like I've lost, I, I did exactly what you said to do in the podcast. And like, I've lost X amount of pounds in X amount of weeks, but more importantly, like I view myself differently. And when you start getting messages like that, you're like, uh, okay, this, this is definitely whatever my thoughts are on anything that I put out. Like this is, this is legit and this is what it's about. So like, um, that's what started the whole podcast. And then I remember, um, you know, I, I was like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get into interviews. And, um, so like, uh, my friend, Nikki Bronx 787, um, I was talking to her and I told her that, you know, like, Hey, I, I'm thinking about doing interviews. Like, would you want to be the first one? So I did that. And then the interviews, um, kind of became a, a regular thing. And I just, I started getting people on and you and I have done a couple podcasts and it's just like, it's been crazy to what the podcast has done because since that I'm I'm now currently at 975 episodes and it's like a mix of everything of everything man it's crazy. Well it's it's pretty in intense just to know how kind of prolific it's been like because it's not like you you picked up 
a format and we're like, okay, this is, this is exactly what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like, I just like hearing about, you know, the fact that you allowed it to naturally evolve for you and, you know, pay attention, pay attention to how things are actually, you know, like, I I think the way you put it was, you know, kind of uh, almost like you were meeting people where they're at instead of trying to tell people to come up and meet you. Like, you know, listening to what people were saying, listening to how they're responding to things so that you would know how, you know, to kind of meet that need, which one is obviously is, is also very much a very marketing thing, like spilling into that area, like, I, you know, kind of find you know, finding that person where they're at at that moment and kind of seeing exactly what that need they're putting out is I think that's great. And now I, I remember those first podcasts, you know, when you were first putting them out, I. I also remember you, you know, podcast shaming all of us um, on Anchor early on, you know, <laughs> trying to get, you know, trying to get there. Because I, I think I downloaded the app like three times. Like I was one of those people that, you know, went through recording and deleting podcasts. I, I recorded and deleted the first episode of this podcast for a year before I eventually pu- published one. But I just remember like every time I listen to one of your shows, I'm like, oh, I feel attacked. <laughs> You know, it's like that meme of I feel that meme of I feel attacked. Like every time I heard Daryl talk, I'm like, oh, I feel attacked. I feel attacked. And then I'm listening to you and I'm listening to Gary Cantrell and I'm like, oh, I feel attacked. They're both, you know, <laughs> these two very prolific podcasting dudes. And I'm like, oh, I feel attacked. Um, but, you know, seriously, though, um, I, I think it's just great to kind of see how that, you know, there's been a very organic nature to the process that you've been through. And I, I think that it is it's different than just someone who is going to, you know, pick up a formula and kind of push that formula. And one of the things that I know, you know, that you, you've start, you've mentioned a couple of times, you know, and, and especially kind of talking about the pre- precision nutrition tool is, you know, that you're, you're doing, you know, and I, I recently had Willie Gillis on the show, you know, and, and Willie talked about, you know, kind of working with you on habit coaching. And I'm just, I, I think that can, for some people can be a different concept. So I'm just wondering if you can talk for a minute about like what is what does habit coaching even mean just so people listening can have an idea of what that is. Sure. So what so what habit coaching is is instead of focusing on getting a a specific diet plan or a specific program that you're going to follow and eat this and it it explores more of the why and it really is is trying to get into why do you personally make the food choices that you make. And um you know, and what you do is, is it, it starts off at least the program through precision nutrition that I I lead some folks through, uh, starts off very, very slow. And, you know, it's basically designed to where at first you're just getting into the habit of, of taking, you know, of just making time to do these lessons every day and just really, you know, take the, uh, jot down some answers to some questions, uh, and, and really kind of get to know yourself. So, um, Instead of of saying okay, we're going to focus on the weight loss. There's there's little things that they do, uh, and and everything is data driven. It's not just like you know let's let's get in touch with just our feelings and not get results. I mean it's it's every every two weeks they do a progress update, and it is getting on the scale. Um, it is every four weeks it's it's getting on the scale and doing the progress photos and doing the measurements. So it is all you know we're building habits, but we're tracking all the measurables as well. Um, but it's, so that's with precision nutrition now, but habit-based coaching and the, the psychology behind weight loss, because I think we've finally gotten to the point where there's enough people that are sick of the word diet that a lot, that the industry as a whole is like, okay, maybe we need to do something else, at least offer it as an alternative. So now you've got, um, 
I know Noom is another habit-based platform that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whatever the whatever the incarnation of Weight Watchers or I'm sorry, WW, whatever they're calling themselves now, um, you know, I think they have some habit-based stuff tied into it. Um, Precision Nutrition is they just they they're a company that, as far as I know, was one of the first to do this. I know they've been around since the early 2000s. Um, and they continue that they've been a wonderful partner to work with. Basically they have the certification and then they allow us, if you have the license to really build, you're building it into your business. So like, instead of it being, if if I'm a coach for XYZ program, I'm not Daryl Perry, the whatever coach it's I'm Daryl Perry of your level fitness and precision nutrition is one of the tools that, that um, I work with folks on. And, and that was actually one thing when I started really growing the, the coaching side of things was I actually w- was taking, I, I would be taking people on that were already doing diets. And what I'll always tell people is that, you know, if, if you follow a diet, like I don't, I don't care what you follow um, as long as it's something that you're going to be able to do. And what the way I would always position it is that, you know, we just need to make sure that you have the habits underneath what you're doing. So you understand not only the why of the program, but the why of, of, you know, why you're eating this way, why are you gravitating towards these foods? Why is this such an obstacle for you? But this is easy. So like, you know, it's, it, it was, uh, so I, but I got a really good understanding uh, over the last couple of years. I, I haven't been taking on as many folks now that are following specific diets. But I mean, for a while there, I was working with folks that were, some were keto, some were doing Weight Watchers. Um, you know, so just following some different programs, just, just to kind of get a sense, like, cause what I wanted to know is, you know, I, I think you have to have habits underneath everything, but I wanted to work with people that were doing something that was, was a very rigid, rigid structured program, because I wanted to see how we could build the habits into it. And I just kind of wanted to see what the nuances of, of that kind of coaching was, but, uh, but yeah, habit-based coaching, if you're somebody that's been dieting for a while and, um, you're wanting to get off that diet roller coaster, it's, it's definitely something to, uh, to look into. And Daryl, what I'm really curious about though, you know, is for you now personally, you know, building into this, you know, kind of build it, you know, the podcast and your level of fitness and, and getting into, you know, kind of becoming more into that coaching role. Like what has, has this given you? This has given me, um, I can now, I, I can walk into any conversation when it comes to health and fitness and I can have a pretty good understanding of where someone is at. Um, this has given me, this has actually given me a a much bigger goal than I ever intended. Uh, I was talking to you before about how much I hate the diet industry and I don't like how they, they, you know, focus on our insecurities and use them against us. And I basically look at all of this stuff that we've been talking about, which is my personal story, which is the working as a, as a personal trainer and and doing the habit-based coaching and doing the other kinds of coaching and having the podcast where you're reinforcing messages. Whereas I really think that long-term I'm going to change the 
what people focus on when it comes to building their active lifestyle and building something that they can do for the rest of their life. And I mean, if you've, if, if any of you guys listen to my more recent podcast, like I've even gone away from calling it a weight loss journey because I feel like when you focus on when it's weight loss journey, then everything ties back to that, that number. And part of, and I know Willie, um, you know, and, and part of Willie's story, like he lost all this weight. And once he got there, like he didn't know who he was. And like he, he was trying to rediscover himself. And at the time, like he, he just, he couldn't do it. And I think there's, you know, if, if you focus on the scale, you know, you've got so many different ends of it. You've got people that never really get to where they want to go. But then you also have people that have remarkable, like, like they get there, they get there and beyond, but then they don't like, they don't know who they are. They don't know what to do now. And, or, or something, you know, it, it just, it, it's, it's like, I, I just, I want to, I want to build a fitness space where people aren't concerned about the scale, that they look at the scale as kind of a byproduct and they focus on the actions of what's in front of them. They focus on how they're, they're exercising. They focus on how they're eating and they're not feeling guilty about this entire thing. So like big picture, what this is really doing for me is it's giving me something to really work on because if I can take a chunk out of what I saw last year statistically is a $60 billion industry, which is the weight loss industry. If I can leave a mark where people are feeling better about themselves and people are no longer dieting and they have what they need to, to actually build this stuff for the, the rest of their life, like I'm, I'm happy. And, um, you know, kind of what my, what my uh, quarantine project has been and, and you're, you're, a little aware of this because you liked my tweet for one of them yesterday, but like I'm going back now from all the, and a lot of this stuff is, is even back from when I started making content. So not all of it's going to be relevant, but like I I'm categorizing all of my content. That's just kind of out on the, the internet. So I've got the podcast episodes. I've got some social media posts that could be turned into blog posts. And then I've got some YouTube videos that like close to 300 videos that like hardly anybody even knows are, are out there uh, and they're not tagged up and they're just kind of like, you know, willy nilly on my, on my channel. But like, so I'm going through and I'm organizing everything that I have and I'm putting this in a, it's tied to a blog on my website, but what's going to happen. And, and by the time, um, actually by the time this episode comes out, you guys are going to be able to go on my website. So you can go to yourlevelfitness.com. And you can go to yourlevelfitness.com slash blog, or you can go to yourlevelfitness.com, uh, B Y O P, which is build your own program. And you can actually go in there and search for, um, if you want to find something on mindset, a bunch of, of, of things will come up on mindset. If you want to do keto, you can search like that. If you want to search by, um, format. So if you want to search by article, if you want to search by video, uh, if you want to search by podcast, all of that stuff is getting categorized. Now, this is going to be something that's kind of an ongoing thing for me because I'm literally going back through uh, pretty much five years of content and trying to like categorize it. But I, I believe that, you know, from like, from like one of my personal beliefs is that if you've got something that's really, that's really tedious 
and like most people wouldn't follow through on. That's the kind of stuff that you need to do. And I just, I want anybody that comes across me to actually, if, if you want to figure this stuff out on your own, like use any and all of the things that I have available, um, you know, from those blog posts. And if you go on my website, like if you're not sure how to, uh, track progress, I have go to it's go to your level slash framework. It, it's like a three minute read and it just shows you how to set goals and how to track progress. So like, I really want people to have everything that they, that they need to be successful. And if you start listening to my podcast, one of the things I've, I've started to say is as the trainer in your ear, and that's how I want people to view me. Like I'm the personal trainer and the coach that's, that's always with you. So, um, you know, if, if people are, you know, if, if you're following a plan or you're doing, you're doing the stuff on your own terms where you're enjoying it and you love it and you're having, you're getting the results that you're getting, then I'm, I'm really, really happy for you. And for me, or like for you, I would probably just be a redundant mouthpiece saying the same thing over and over and over again. But for anybody that is just really is tired of dieting and is tired of just like trying to, to get this part of their life right. Like I just, I encourage you to listen to the podcast, use all the stuff that you can find on my site and DM me, like DM me on Instagram. Cause like I'm, I'm pretty responsive on there as well. Um, I just, I want, I want people to figure this stuff out because there's so much, I mean, as you know, Gourmet, like you learn how to, 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 you learn skills through weight loss that you can apply into other areas of your life. And I feel like so many people never get past the weight loss. And I just, I want them to be able to get there. I really do. And I, I think that sounds like a really ambitious and fantastic project. And I'm, I'm excited for that to come to fruition for you, man. Like, I think that's going to be, it's going to take all of this work that you've done the past five years and really, like you said, kind of bring it to a focal point, which is going to be really nice for you. Like, and then obviously be a useful tool for other people. Like I'm, W- w- the question that generates for me, man, is because obviously I think the you know, the 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 straight off answer, obviously you just gave you know, is if someone's in that place of being on that diet roller coaster and they want to get off, you know, check out these resources. But like, boil it down a little bit more, and ta- or, or uh, maybe not boil it down, maybe take a bigger picture and like, what is your 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 number your number you know your top two pieces of advice to someone that's in that place to help them get out of it? Um. If you're doing something, if you're following a plan right now and you can't see yourself doing it for the rest of your life, to some extent, it's, it's not going to be 100, it's not going to be 100% the way that you eat and exercise now is the way that you're going to do it for life. You're going to make adjustments. But I mean, if you're trying to do something that you just flat out have been trying and you can't make yourself stick to it, find something else build something around your preferences because what we know about this stuff it's it's really about consistency you can make any program work even the one you build on your own if you do it consistently and you can have something that has that is has all the nutrients in it that has all the the, the absolute pristine macro ratios the pristine calorie count range but if you can't stick to it it's it's not going to be it's not going to be sustainable and sustainability is the whole thing. And the other thing is stop being so damn hard on yourself because <laughs> geez, Gormy, I'm going to cry on your podcast, man. Um, <laughs> but like, 
I, I just, as I was recounting the story of my life and I'm sitting here telling, I'm, I'm telling Gourmet, I'm telling you things that like, that will go through my head. And like some of this, like when I'm talking about the podcast, like that wasn't that long ago. That was when, you know, you and I knew each other. And like when I first was starting that, like I just, the doubt, always doubting myself, always, you know, cutting my, you know, like tearing myself down, like stop it. Like you get, you get one life. And that's the one thing that this quarantine, I, I, that's one thing this quarantine I think is teaching us. Like you get, you get one shot and this isn't necessarily about old you and new you start looking at who you were when, when you started at whatever point, see what you can pick out about that person that, that, you know, like that got you to where you are and appreciate them. Look at where you are in the moment, appreciate what you're doing and look to the future and just do everything you can to get from where you are to where you want to be. But don't lose sight of what's right in front of you because you're focusing on some later date. So, I mean, that that's the thing is make sure whatever you're following is something that you can stick with that's sustainable and just work to be your own biggest fan. And I don't look, I have no, I, everybody's got their story. Everybody's got their history and I I'm not, you know, we're never going to minimize anybody's backstory. Cause like whoever you like, if you're listening to this, you've probably been through some pretty nasty shit in your life and people have probably said some pretty nasty things and nobody's discounting it. But at the end of the day, like whatever they said about you doesn't have to be true. And even to the point where what you've said about yourself, it doesn't have to be true. I think that makes a lot of sense, man. I, I think it really does. And I, it, it's funny because it, we're usually, you know, we've been, we've been talking for a while and usually when we're getting around to this point is when I start to say, you know, so what comes next for you? You know, but it, it sounds like, <laughs> it, it sounds like you kind of started to tackle that already. Like in terms of getting that, you know, you've got that pretty ambitious project going forward, but. What what other things are on the on the horizon for Daryl? So that's the um, so the other thing that's actually being lined up is uh, I am doing a new podcast, uh, not just a, another few episodes, but an actual brand new uh, podcast. And it is it's just having folks on, uh, interviewing them, and what we talk about is it ends up getting into like their their story with weight loss, but we start with actions and habits first. And that's mostly what we talk about. Um, I haven't actually, I'm, I'm planning. That's probably going to be the first part of May. Um, it's going to be the year level fitness podcast. The podcast has already been created. It's already, it's through anchor again, but it's also, um, but I already, I already have it on iTunes and Spotify. So, uh, but what I'm doing is I'm going to take the, the handful of episodes that are on there and I'll probably archive those and this is going to be nothing but interviews. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping to get to a point to where I can have um, probably at least an episode come out um, five times a week. I would like to do seven days a week, but we'll see. Uh, but these calls that I've been doing to this point, they've, uh, they've been about 20 to 25 minutes. Um, but some, some really cool stories. And you guys that, that have listened, that, that will be listening 
Um, I've already done a few of the calls. I think I've got a total of like 10 interviews already lined up. So when I'm within the next couple of weeks, so like when it's probably going to be May 1st when it comes out. But if you've listened to my podcast, there's going to be some familiar folks on there. Uh, but there's also going to be some some new ones that you haven't heard before. So uh, so check that out. That's going to be the Your Level Fitness Podcast, and you can find that on iTunes or Spotify. That's awesome, man. And realistically, by the the time this podcast comes, this episode drops, you should have that up and going. So you know, we'll obviously everything we've been talking about tonight. You know, the links are going to be in the, in the show notes for the show. But you know, we we'll want to make sure that people know to go check. You know specifically check for that for that new project as well and obviously your website link will be there uh daryl i just i just want to say thank you for for taking time like you you, you've shared a lot of your journey you know not just not just the 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 coaching side of things but really kind of like what brought you to where where you're at in your life and and i appreciate that but is there any part of of your story or what you're doing that we haven't talked about yet tonight that you want the 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 audience of the podcast to hear uh no gourmet i i think we've actually hit we've hit on more than i've probably ever hit on on any particular podcast so uh i i appreciate you creating the environment that you do so that we could have the discussion that we had but i mean um i i think the only thing like if you guys have any questions on anything that i've i've said or uh if you have questions that maybe i i didn't address somehow um just shoot me a message on instagram and we can talk about it and your Instagram is at junk in the trunk, right? <laughs> let's let's send it to at your level fitness. That's, that's okay. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yes, we'll go with that one. We'll go. We'll go with that. Your level fitness, and that's your your handle pretty much everywhere, isn't it? In terms of social, um, it is. Well, if you search for your level fitness anywhere, you'll pretty much find me. Um, but yeah, so you'll, um, you'll see my mug probably anywhere that you search for that. So for Instagram, Facebook, um, yeah, you'll find me. I'm, I'm either, I'm usually either your level fitness or Daryl Perry on most of those places. So there we go, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. So one of the things that I do at the end of every episode is I run each guest through five questions that I call the fat guy five. Are you ready for your run through them? Let's do it. And you're, you're one of the. The very first people getting the new, the updated version of of the Fat Guy Five, so it's got some old, some oldies and some new ones in there. So we'll we'll see how you we'll see how you do with this, Daryl. So, question number one for you tonight, my friend: Living or dead? Tell us who is your favorite fat guy. Uh, Chris Farley. There we go, and. I feel like there's there's not too much you need to say about why because he's he's pretty ubiquitous I think for that question. Yes. Question question number 2, Daryl, can you tell us one lesson that that dealing with weight issues has taught you? Uh don't waste time tearing yourself down because you again only have one life. In in the end worrying about weight doesn't matter as much. There we go. Question number three, Daryl, what's one piece of advice that you would have given to your past self? You can do anything that you set your mind to. Don't listen to, don't listen to the doubt. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Daryl, question number four, tell us something about yourself that you love. Um, my perfectly symmetrical bald head, because without a symmetrical bald head, 
you can't rock this look at all. Well, that is that is true. And also, it is possibly the easiest to maintain during the quarantine time. Like you're Yes. Yes. We're the only ones getting haircuts right now. Right. Like we're, you know, you see all these people now shaving their heads because they, you know, they're they're realizing finally that it's an easier way to live. So I, I like that, man. And question number five, Daryl, tell us one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related. Mm. Oh, gosh, because everything's kind of intertwined for me. So that one's that one is kind of difficult. Let's see. Um, That's the point of it being the last question. Yeah, it's supposed to yeah, make it. It's no, supposed no, to be hard. It's supposed to be hard. I under I understand that. Um, for the next year, uh, to actually take my 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 main podcast away from health and fitness, not completely, but to to branch out a little bit, talk about other things, talk about Star Wars, talk about. Which ironically we've not talked about at all on. I know, right? We haven't episode, at all, which is crazy. So yeah, just probably, probably just kind of talk to other people about other things besides health and fitness. There we go. I like it, man. And that just lets us know that we're going to have to, at some point, you know, have to come back together so that we can talk about Star Wars. Maybe, maybe we can, we can do an episode picking apart, you know, the health and fitness of of the characters through. All, all nine yeah, of the well, films. Well, we've we've already had this as kind of a built in uh, because we had we had Gormy Strikes Back, and we just have to have Return of Gormy or Return of Gormo. Or, I don't know. We'll figure that so, one out. So you're saying I should call your episode the Phantom Daryl? <laughs> you could. Uh, you yeah. could. Although I, I although with in this it, the the quality characters did not just spend you know ten minutes in the film. So that that's would true. Not, would not apply. <laughs> That is true. That is, that, is, that is very true, my friend. Well, Daryl Perry, I, I want to say thank you so much for your time tonight. I just I just appreciate, you know, you being willing to come on the show and, and kind of open up about, you know, where you've come from and, and talk about where you're going, because I think there's some exciting things for people to check out there, man. So I just really want to say a big thank you. Thanks for having me, Gorm, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. And as I said, Links to everything to, for you all to find Daryl are going to be in the show notes because I'm sure you're going to want to find him. And if for some reason you want to find me underneath Daryl's contact information will be mine. You can find me on Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes keto or at Gourmet goes keto on Twitter. Or you can also email the show at the fat guy forum at gmail.com. So my friends, just remember, no matter what you're dealing with, whether we can go outside or not go outside. Go out there and do something to amaze yourself today because you are amazing people. And then come on back for the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.